Welcome back to the Square Sports Lane Frank podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, Lane Frank. We're in episode number 11. We're 11 episodes through, and there's so much to talk about. NBA free agency is starting to heat up. Chris Paul got traded. Oh, what a week it was in the NFL. Michigan lost yet again in college football. College football starting to heat up a little bit. I'll give my Heisman prediction in this episode. And stay tuned for the best sports content in the world, episode number 11. Let's get into it. start episode 11 how we always do their headlines in the nba we had trades 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 chris paul got traded to the suns but the thunder did win that trade they got young i mean god they uh, they used to call him baby westbrook back in high school jalen lequeu can be a good player for that thunder they got a first round pick they got ty jerome and they got ricky rubrio so i think that the thunder won that trade but short term the suns obviously won that trade because i mean chris paul's an amazing player but I mean, maybe in two years, he'd already be retired or something, but the Thunder get all those players set for the future. They get a first-round pick. But I do think the Thunder won that trade. But that wasn't the only trade that happened in the NBA. Dennis Schroeder, there's still some speculation that that trade still, uh, might not happen. But, I mean, he's, go- uh, he's going to the Lakers. It's for Danny Green and a first-round pick. James Harden to the Nets or the Sixers. This is an insane deal. I read that KD wants Harden, but Kyrie does not. And I couldn't blame Kyrie. I mean, James Harden, he's not a ball hog, but, like, you already have two superstars. Why do you need one more? You have KD and Kyrie. That's a great combination. You don't really need to add James Harden. You can keep your young pieces like Karis LeVert, Jared Allen. I don't think it's a smart move for the Nets to go after James Harden, but if they do get him, they're title contenders. They're the best team in the NBA by far, even better than the Lakers, you could argue. They would be an insane team. But I do think the Sixers are a better fit for them, and it's a better choice for the uh, um Rockets because they can get Joel Embiid, they can get Ben Simmons instead of from uh, getting like Kara Silver or Jared Allen from the um, Nets. But I mean, that would be insane if James Horn got traded to the Nets. Russell Westbrook demanded a trade. This is crazy. I mean, trades going all around in the NBA. It's crazy if the Rockets have to trade both of them. James Harden, I think he'll also get traded. But Russell Westbrook, he get traded to my Knicks. The Charlotte Hornets might want him. Michael Jordan, he's the owner there. He said he kind of wants him. That'd be a pretty, I mean, that'd be a good fit for Russell Westbrook. Charlotte, he, I mean, he can uh, bring up the point and all that. But we'll just have to wait and see. That would be a good deal if Russell Westbrook went to either the Knicks or the Hornets. But that wasn't the only other trade. The Bucks got Drew Holiday from the Pelicans. The Pelicans won this trade easily. What are the Milwaukee Bucks doing? Giving up three first-round picks, and Eric Bledsoe? This trade is mind-boggling. What are the Bucks doing? You think that's what's going to make Giannis stay, having no future set up? I mean, Drew Holiday is a good player, but like him and Eric Bledsoe are, all, are like neck and neck pretty much. Drew Holiday is really good in the playoffs, but I mean, you could argue that Eric Bledsoe might be even a little bit better than Drew Holiday. I really don't know about this trade. What are you doing, Milwaukee Bucks? You got Bogdan Bogdanovich too. You trade DJ Wilson, Dante DiVincenzo. Dante DiVincenzo is a good player for you. I mean, I just don't know what their front office is doing. The Bucks, the Pelicans won this trade easily. They get an A plus 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 for me. The Bucks get like a C or. They get a bad grade. The Bucks lost this trade easily. I know they're trying to keep Giannis, but that's not the way you're going to keep him getting an old point guard. And then NFL in our headlines, DeAndre Hopkins may be one of the most skilled NFL players. Let's round by. You know, who's number one? We could say Mahomes is number one. We could argue DeAndre Hopkins at two. I mean, that's how great he is. That Hail Mary catch, insane. DeAndre Hopkins, like I said, best wide receiver in the NFL. That proves my point. If you think otherwise, I don't know. DeAndre Hopkins is easily the best wide receiver in the NFL, no doubt about it. The Green Bay Packers. I'm a bit nervous about them. They almost lost the Jaguars at home. 
the one-win Jaguars. It's kind of funny to think their only wins against the Colts, a pretty good football team who beat the Titans. They play the Packers this week. We'll just have to see how that game goes, but I'm starting to get a little bit worried about the Packers. A lot of these games are close when they shouldn't be. That game should have been a big blowout, but it wasn't. The Ravens? They could lose to the Jets. That's how bad this team is playing right now. Lamar Jackson really isn't on top of his game. I think they could maybe get some momentum and swing back at things, but I just don't know. This Ravens team is not playing well at all right now. The Cardinals are an elite team. They beat an elite team like the Bills, and, I mean, Kyler Murray, that just proves he's an MVP contender. You could put him above Russ. They beat the Seahawks. Russ over his past two games is like six turnovers, something insane like that. Russell Wilson... Not playing great over the past two games. Kyler Murray playing at an MVP level. My MVP prediction still is Patrick Mahomes, but he's a pretty close second Kyler Murray. The Titans, they're a bit overrated in my opinion. They lost the Colts by 17 on Thursday Night Football. An okay Colts team led by Phillip Rivers. Should have retired last season, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, that's not good for this Titans team. I think they're a bit overrated. Deshaun Watson and the Texans. Are we sure Deshaun Watson is not overrated? And then I was thinking of saying he's overrated, but then I run by the numbers. 18 touchdowns, 5 picks, bad offensive lines. He's been the 5th most sacked quarterback in the NFL this season. I used to think he was overrated. He, it was like a ra- bad weather against the Browns. I give Deshaun Watson some credit, but do you think Deshaun Watson's overrated? Leave down in the comment section. I know a lot of people don't think he is, but I think like his stats show that he's not, but sometimes he can be a little bit overrated in my opinion. Daniel Jones is good. Give the man some credit. He's fast. He's mobile. He has more yards than Cam Newton this season. He has more yards than a lot of running backs this season. I think he's like like 20th in rushing yards this season. That's crazy for a quarterback. Daniel Jones is a really, really good quarterback. You know, he can make some mistakes, but later down the line in his career, he could be like an Eli Manning. I mean, he's he's good. He's a Jameis Winston, but less mistakes. And I know he still does make some mistakes, but like last game against the Eagles, no mistakes really, no turnovers. He's a really good player, 34-yard rushing touchdown. He's mobile. He's pretty, I mean, he's kind of accurate. He's a lot of pieces. The Giants are a team you should look out for in the future. I mean, they can maybe even make the playoffs this season. They're in, like, second place in that division. That's how bad the NFC East is. But Daniel Jones is good, and he deserves his respect. He beat the Eagles, and the Eagles, they're not good anymore. Carson Wentz, I've given up on you. I want to say it was the injury that, I mean, you're in 2017, you're having an MVP career. You're going to win an MVP that season. And then you got hurt, Tory Ray CL. I wanted to say, oh, the next season he didn't do well. I wanted to say, oh, just because Andrew, you know, he was bouncing back. Now I realize it was Frank Riker, offensive coordinator. That's what you need. Uh, now the head coach of the Colts. That's what helped him his whole time that season. He's a really good player, Carson Wentz, when he has Frank Reich. I'm not sure about Doug Peterson, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, I've kind of given up on him. I've given up on the Eagles. Eagles are getting cooked every game now. The Eagles are not a good team anymore. Russell Wilson is also getting cooked. You know his motto? Let Russ cook. He's getting cooked now. Past two games, six turnovers. He had two fumbles in that Bills game. I mean, they lost to the Rams. The Rams, that's not a good loss at all. The Seahawks, they're not playing well either. Now is Russell Wilson. Jameis Winston is a new starter for the Saints. I'm excited. Want to know why? Because he is a good coach in Sean Payton. He draws up a good game plan. He won't throw as many interceptions. I doubt it. James Winston's a really, really good player. And for him, it's not an accuracy issue. It's more of a decision-making issue. Maybe Sean uh, Payton helped him clear that up a bit. I think he can do really, really well, the Saints team. Now that Drew Brees is hurting, he's the starter. Maybe he could start a playoff game. Like Drew Brees, they said he might be back for the playoffs. We'll just have to wait and see. But I'm excited for James Winston. Drew Locke. I've also given up on him. It's awesome when he wins. I love it when he wins. But when he loses, he's eh. 
I mean, every other game, he's, he's really not playing that well, Drew Locke. I've kind of given up on him. I you know, thought he'd be a great player. He had a really good college career, and he had a pretty good rookie season, and now he's, just, he's hurt. But give him one more year, Broncos, and then I think it's time to move on from him. Tua Tongvaloa is playing well, and the Dolphins are one of the best teams in the NFL. If you don't believe that, then I don't know. Tua Tongvaloa is a great quarterback, and he has this Dolphins team playing well. In college football, Michigan lost again. How does this keep on happening? Fire Jim Harbaugh is the answer. I know we have a lot of recruits coming in. If we don't hit on those recruits, fire Jim Harbaugh. I just don't know who we can bring in. Maybe uh, there are some rumors of Mario Cristobal, Oregon head coach. I don't think he want to leave striving Oregon. Oregon's really doing really well in the recruiting game and how they're doing right now. And Luke Fickle, I don't really want him. Matt Campbell. Michigan needs to either get rid of Jim Harbaugh or figure something out. Michigan lost yet again to Wisconsin 49-11. to that's really, really bad if you're a Michigan fan like me. Jim Harbaugh needs to go. Now, the game of the week this week is Indiana versus Ohio State. I'll predict that game in college football showcase, but it's going to be a good game. Number nine, Indiana, number three, Ohio State. This Ohio State team is so good, the spread is opened up at 20 points. They're projected to win by 20. That's how good they are, and it's a top-ten matchup. Ohio State, best team in college football, I think. Justin Fields, maybe the best quarterback in college football. It pains me to say it as a Michigan fan, but he's a really good player, Justin Fields. And, I, I mean, I just I think they win this game. But it could be a little close. You'll hear my prediction on that in College Football Showcase. But that's about it for headlines this week. There are a lot to go over in the NFL, NBA. There are a lot of trades, college football. But next week, we're going to have even more. So stay tuned. we got a lot more planned for episode number 11. Now, we're looking ahead in the NFL. There's a lot of good games this week. Week number 11, let's predict the main ones. Squidward Sports NFL Game Day, if you're not familiar with the show, where we predict the main NFL games this week. Let's get into it. Thursday Night Football, Cardinal Seahawks. In Seattle, give me the Cardinals. You want to know why? Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. That's all that has to be said. Cardinals win this game. They're a better duo than DK Metcalf and Russell Wilson. Hands down, you cannot change my mind that the Cardinals win this game kind of Big and they're in the Seahawks going a three game skid. Eagles Browns, the Browns win this one 27 to 10 in a slugfest again. I mean, the weather might be a little bad in Cleveland, but this Eagles team, like I said, they're just not a good team. The Browns win 27 to 10. Titans Ravens, like I said, the Titans are a bit overrated. Same with the Ravens, but the Ravens do pull this one out 32 to 24, and the Ravens win this game. Patriots Texans, Patriots are playing well, the right time. They can maybe make the playoffs. I think. I mean, their division's really hard right now. Dolphins and Bills is kind of neck and neck between them two. But I do think the Pats, they're a bit of an outsider, a dark horse for that division. But they're playing well at the right time. And I think they do beat the Texans. Like I said, Texans aren't playing that great right now either. But I do think the Patriots win this game. They're getting out at the right time. Cam Noon plays well, and they win 34-10. to Packers-Colts. I had the Colts winning this one. And then, you know, I'm going over my picks. I'm like, you know, I'm not sure on this. The Packers win this one. I changed my pick. I'm flipping it. Packers win 34-21. And not a slut. And it's, it's going to be a good game for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, he'll have a pretty good game. I think he'll have like 100 yards, maybe two touchdowns, something like that. Phillip Rivers, I think he's the reason why they lose this game. That defense is really good for the Colts. I like it a lot. But Phillip Rivers isn't playing. I mean, he played okay in that Tennessee Titans game. But Phillip Rivers, I don't think he plays well in this game. And they lose 34-21. Chiefs Raiders. The Raiders beat them last time. The Chiefs beat them this time. The Chiefs win. 35-30 to 30 in a really good game. And this game could decide the division even, you know. The Raiders are playing well, so are the Chiefs. But I do think the Chiefs pull this one out 35-30. to 30. I mean, it's going to be a good game. Rams, Buccaneers, close. But the Buccaneers won this one. This is Monday Night Football. 
The Rams, they're getting hot at the right time again. But the Buccaneers, I think they pull out this one. Tom Brady, get his guys fired up for Monday Night Football. They get longer week. They could be overlooking the Rams because they're playing the Chiefs next week. I don't think that happens. I mean, maybe they overlook the Giants because they're playing the Saints next week and they didn't even play well against the Saints. I don't think they're doing it this week. Both really good teams, Rams and uh, Chiefs, but they do play the Chiefs next week. This is going to be a good game. The Buccaneers win close, 31-27. It's about for scored sports NFL game day. We got through our picks quick this week. We're going to get that perfect record. I say that every week, but this week I'm 100% confident that we're going to get that perfect record. Bunch of good games this week, and I cannot wait to watch all of them. I'm going to get a perfect record. That's about it for Scored Sports NFL Game Day. Leave your picks in the comment section. Now, top five. Today's top five is top five NFL teams updated. But before we get into the top five, let's do my honorable mentions. Bills, they're not sad or looking in. They could be in the top five next week. They probably would have been in the top five this week if they beat the Colonels, obviously. DeAndre Hopkins, what a catch that was. What a game that was. I mean, I thought the Bills had it locked up when Stephon Diggs got that touchdown catch 23 seconds, but we all know what happened after that with Kyle Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. The Saints, they're another outsider looking in. I probably wasn't going to put them in my top five until I heard the news of the Drew Brees injury. So, James Winston, famous James, maybe he could lead them to the playoffs. I don't know yet. He'll definitely lead them to the playoffs, I think, but maybe he could lead them past the first round. If he has to start that game, Drew Brees isn't fully back healthy, but I think the Saints are also an outsider looking in. Patriots? The gang hot at the right time. Bill Belichick, greatest coach of all time. The record won't show up, but they'll come up in clutch moments. And the Patriots are an honorable mention. The Dolphins are another one of my honorable mentions. I'm not going to put them in my top five. No, their record's really good, but they're. I think in the playoffs they can maybe make a run. They're another one. My last one, the Colts. I know I did a lot of honorable mentions. That's like five. But the Colts, they could do really well in the playoffs. They're my dark horse for the Super Bowl pretty much. Colts, really good team. Phil Rivers is kind of holding them back a little bit, but I love that defense. I love their running back room, Jonathan Taylor and Ian Hides, and I think they're a really good team, the Colts, and I think they are. They can maybe be on the top five list next week. Number five, the Rams. They beat the Seahawks. Jared Goff is a good quarterback this season. This season, not last season, this season Jared Goff is a good quarterback. He's playing well, and they're getting hot at the right time. Number five. Number four, the Steelers. You're going to say, whoa, undefeated Steelers at four? What? Yeah, they're, they're at four. They all their wins pretty kind of close. Steelers are not a great team, and you could say that maybe the Bills beat them in a playoff game. You could say the Saints would beat them if they played right now. You could say the Patriots would beat them. You could say the Dolphins would beat them. You could say the Colts would beat them, and the Rams. All those teams I have behind them, but the Steelers, they're. I mean, you gotta give respect where uh, words do. Nine zero team. They're a good team, but I can't put them above four. Number three. The Cardinals. Cardinals at three. Yeah. I've been saying this for a while. Last time I just felt five, I had them at four, and people were saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Cardinals at four? What are you thinking? Yeah. Cardinals were at four that time. They're at three this time. Cardinals are a great team. Can't change my mind on that. Cardinals are at number three. They have the best, one of the best duos in the NFL. Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins changed my mind on that. Two Buccaneers. I'm going to say their record isn't great. Why are you putting them at two? Tom Brady will come up clutch in the playoffs. And he will lead this team to the Super Bowl. The Buccaneers will make the Super Bowl this year. Hands down. And maybe next year they won't. Maybe next year they'll be like one of the worst teams in the NFL. You never know. But the Buccaneers, they are a good team. And they're at number two. Number one, the obvious one, the Chiefs. I love me some Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs are the easily, easily the best team in the NFL. I've been saying this for months. Chiefs are easily the best team in the NFL. 
hands down, no questions asked. Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. No debate about it. That's my top five NFL teams. I gave my honorable mentions. Leave your top five NFL teams in the comment section. But that's what I think. And, I mean, I had the Steelers at number four. I had the Chiefs at one. I had the Cardinals at three. And I had the Rams at five. And I had the Buccaneers at two. A lot of, I mean, good games this week. Maybe my list could shake up next week if we do this again. But those are my top five teams in the NFL right now. Leave yours in the comment section. Now, did you know? Today's did you know is, did you know that Justin Fields was originally committed to Penn State? The team he torches every year for the past few years. Penn State fans, I know you're missing out on that. He used to be, I mean, he was going to plan on playing for you. Now he gets to torture you every game. I hate saying that Justin Fields is a good player, but I mean, as a Michigan fan, but got to give respect where he's due. He's a great player. And this is his second school at State. He started his freshman year at Georgia, and then he transferred after his freshman year. I mean, I don't know if that was a wise decision. But, I mean, at the time, it seemed like not a wise decision. Obviously, right now, it seems like the best decision of all time. Justin Fields is a really, really good player. Next segment, we got college football showcase. But did you know that uh, Justin Fields was originally committed to Penn State to play there, and then he played his freshman year at Georgia? I mean, Justin Fields is a great player. We're going to go into college football showcase next. We'll predict the Ohio State-Indiana game, so stay tuned for that. More in college football. we still got so much more left in episode number 11. Now, college football showcase, just like I said we would. Did you know last uh, last segment with Justin Fields? Do you know he was originally committed to Penn State and he played his freshman year at Georgia? But college football showcase now. Jim Harbaugh is done at Michigan. I've been saying this time and time again. No debate about it. Jim Harbaugh, if he can lay a couple good recruits on Michigan, then maybe they'll keep him. But I just don't think Jim Harbaugh is the future at Michigan anymore. I kind of hope they get rid of him, me as a Michigan fan. But I've get, I, I mean, I've defended him so many times in the past. I'm done defending him anymore. And I don't think Don Brown's a problem either. I just don't know. He's not a great coach either, Jim Harbaugh. He's a pretty good recruiter. But, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, I think he's done with Michigan. Michigan needs to hire a new head coach. Kyle Trask needs to be in Heisman contention. I've been saying this for a while now. He had like six, five touchdowns, something like that. So every night against Arkansas, I said they lose to Arkansas. But still, I said that it would be a shootout 68 to 65. I'm pretty sure Florida put up 65. And Arkansas only put up like 35. But, I mean, Florida, they're a good team. But Kyle Trask is one of the best quarterbacks in the country. You could argue he's better than Trevor Lawrence. You could argue he's better than Mac Jones. You could argue he's better than Zach Wilson. That's an easy one. He's better than Zach Wilson. But Kyle Trask is in the is. I mean, he's he's my husband pick right now. Kyle Trask is my husband prediction on the spot. Say it right here. That's pretty much my hot take of the day. Kyle Trask is my husband prediction. And in the NFL, he could fit well with Ron Rivera and the Washington football team. You know, that'd be a really good fit for him, in my opinion. Kyle Trask, I mean, Florida quarterback that fit well with Ron Rivera, and he could do well with the Washington football team. I think they will probably get like the somewhere in the five to seven pick range, and they could maybe take Kyle Trask with that pick. I don't know, but Kyle Trask would be a good fit with them, and he's my husband prediction. Now let's get into some of the games this week, and let's predict them. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Oklahoma wins this one big. I'm talking, I'm talking big. Number 18 versus number 14. Oklahoma State, no, they're a good team. I like their quarterback, Spencer Sanders. But Oklahoma wins this one big, 42-17. Mark that. Oklahoma wins big, 42-17. Now, and then Oklahoma State will fall out of the rankings, and Oklahoma will move up heavily. Number 18 right now, they'll probably move into the, maybe the top 10, you never know. But Oklahoma, I think, wins this game big. Indiana, Ohio State, the game of the week. Ohio State wins this game 35-21. You know, it'll start off Ohio State 
a touchdown, then another touchdown, then another touchdown, then Indiana will probably kick a field goal or something, then Ohio State will probably score another touchdown, and then Indiana will probably score two touchdowns towards the end of the fourth quarter. It will be like a dominant game for Ohio State. Ohio State wins this game 35-21, and I can't believe I'm talking about Ohio State so much on this episode. I hate Ohio State, but I do think they win this game 35-21. They're the best team in college football pretty much, and I think they're a really good team. They won this one 35-21. Indiana, number nine team. I think they don't fall out of the rankings. Not even close to that. Um, maybe they don't even fall out of the top 10. They'll probably take Oklahoma State's spot, and they'll move down to 14. Michigan Rutgers, you know, let's pick the Michigan game. Michigan could seriously lose this game. We're talking three, four years ago, Michigan wins at Rutgers 78 to nothing. We're talking now where Rutgers, a lot of people are picking Rutgers to win this game. It's kind of a big fall off for Michigan, that shows. But Michigan, they do win this game. They need to make Cade McNamara their starter. Joe Milton, they put him out of the game last week. They put in Cade McNamara for a series. Three for three, 78 yards, one touchdown. Cade McNamara needs to be Michigan's starting quarterback if they want to win this game against the Rutgers. They want to win any other games this season. I think Michigan does win this game. If they get Cade McNamara, they win it by a lot. If they start Cade McNamara, and they only, and they only win by like five if they start Joe Milton, you know, He's all the talent, but he's all the intangibles. He just can't execute. Joe Milton, I think he's lost the job as a Michigan starting quarterback. Cade McNamara needs to be the new starter. And they do win this game pretty big if Cade McNamara is the starter. But that's about for College Ball Showcase this week. We predicted a lot of the games. I said Oklahoma would win big over Oklahoma State. And I said Ohio State would win a pretty dominant over Indiana. And I said the Michigan game. I said Kyle Trask is my hazard prediction. And, you know, he could fit well with the Washington football team, Ron Rivera. That's about for College Ball Showcase this week. We still got a couple more things planned for episode number 11. And let, uh, stay tuned. Let's get into it. College Ball Showcase. That's what I said. And that's who I said they'll win those games. Leave you uh, in the comment section who you think will win Indiana Ohio State. But that's my prediction. That's about for College Ball Showcase this week. Now, MVP, LVP. The MVP this week is DeAndre Hopkins. I think Kyle Murray I said was MVP once. Maybe after that, the game I said he was MVP. But DeAndre Hopkins is MVP. Maybe the greatest catch over the past few years. Hail Mary King. Maybe he's a new Hail Mary King. Kyle Murray taking Aaron Rodgers' the new new spot. But what a catch it was by DeAndre Hopkins. What a catch. And give some credit to Kyle Murray, too. You know, he, he has to juke out a little defender on the Bills a little bit. But it was a pretty good throw. DeAndre Hopkins, best wide receiver in the NFL. No debate about it. I said it last episode. People were saying, DK Metcalf, best wide or top five wide receiver in the NFL. DK Metcalf, the guy who had a pretty bad game against okay Rams defense. DeAndre Hopkins isn't the best wide receiver in the NFL. A guy who got Hail Mary to win the game. Changed my mind. You can't. DeAndre Hopkins is MVP this week. No debate about it. Loser of the week, Jim Harbaugh. Was Jim Harbaugh? Did I say Jim Harbaugh was loser of the week last week? Jim Harbaugh is easily loser of the week this week. Losing 49-11 to against Wisconsin? A team that hasn't been able to practice in like three weeks? Jim Harbaugh, your seat is harder than ever. You're on the hot seat. Your seat is boiling up right now. And I'm hoping you kind of get, I mean, aren't the head coach in Michigan next season as a huge Michigan fan. But Jim Harbaugh is loser this week. DeAndre Hopkins is MVP this week. No debate about it. Those are my MVP and LVP. Leave your MVP in the comment section. But that's what I think it is. I think it's DeAndre Hopkins MVP this week. Now, I'm going to throw another hot take out there. The Seattle Seahawks, without Russell Wilson, may be the worst team in the NFL. And I'm not throwing slander at them right now. I mean, I, I think they're a good team. I think they could have a chance of winning the Super Bowl this year. But I'm just going to state some facts. 
You know how Bill Belichick said a few weeks ago that the Patriots saw it to win three Super Bowls? I can kind of see what that's what the Seahawks are doing. They're trying to win a Super Bowl. They're trying to get an all-star team. They're trying to bring in Jamal Adams, all these guys. But they're missing a lot of pieces. They don't have a first-round pick until 2023. You heard that correctly. They don't have a first-round pick until 2023. That's what it says. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, Russell Wilson, those may be their three only great players. I mean, those are their only... Maybe the only good players in the team. Bobby Wagner, he's been disappointing a bit this season. Their defensive back, Shaquille Griffin, he's been a bit disappointing this season. I like the Seahawks team, but the defense needs to step it up. Their running backs are just not good. I mean, what are they doing with their running back room? They could have drafted running back in 2018, 2017 draft. With like, they could have had either Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, somebody like that. But they decided to go with Sean Penny because he had a great college career at San Diego State. Shaw Penny is proving to be kind of a bust. Nick Chubb is proving to be an all-star player, especially after the game Nick Chubb had last week coming back from injury. Probably messed up a couple fantasy owners missing that touchdown at the end, especially my brother. He had Nick Chubb on his fantasy football team, and he kind of got mad when Nick Chubb stepped out of bounds at the one-yard line. But this Seahawks team, I think they're selling out a little bit. They need to make a Super Bowl soon, sooner rather than later. Jamal Adams is not playing well. You know what they gave up for Jamal Adams? Starting safety and Brian McDougald. And they didn't, need, they didn't really need Jamal Adams, I mean, at all. They give up two first-round picks for him also, and a third-round pick. So, what are they doing, the Seahawks, right now? I'm not throwing slander on them, really, I, and I'm not trying to. But I think the Seahawks, they could be a really good team this year or next year. DK Metcalf, is, I still think he's a good player. Russell Wilson, I, think, I still think he's playing at an MVP caliber level besides his passing games. But the Seahawks, they're selling out a little bit. They need to make a Super Bowl pretty soon. They're trading all their draft assets. Like I said, they don't have a first-rounder until 2023. Seahawks fans, I wouldn't be worried, but maybe in a couple years down the line, you need you need to draft a running back in the, either the second round, first round, if you can trade for a first round this year. You need to do something like that, Seahawks fans. You need to trade one of your superstars, probably. You could maybe trade Bobby Wagner. I'm not, I mean, maybe. You could trade Bobby Wagner. You could get a lot of, a big overhaul for that, but I don't think they would ever trade Bobby Wagner. We'll just have to wait and see, but the Seahawks, it's a bit of an issue with them. It's my hot take of the day. Yet another hot take. The Seahawks are a bit selling out, but the Patriots still win the three Super Bowls when they sold out, like Bill Belichick said, but that's pretty much my hot take of the day. Do you think the Seahawks are in trouble for the future? Leave that in the comment section, but that's what I think. Like I said, there's been a lot of trades in the NBA, a lot of them. And now, when you get a test, you get a grade for it. Same thing when you're in the NBA, you get grades for your trades. Let's grade all the trades that have been done so far. It's like, maybe the Thunder gone A+, maybe the Suns gone F. I doubt that, but let's do it. The Chris Paul trade. Short term, it's an A+, for the Suns. No doubt about it, it's an A+, for the Suns. Getting an all-star caliber point guard and to pair up with Devin Booker. But long term... When you think about it, Chris Paul will only be them for two years. He might retire a couple of years. And you gave up Ty Jerome, pretty good player, your first-round pick. And you gave up Jalen LeCue, Ricky Rubio. A++++++ for the Pelicans, no doubt about it. You get Eric Bloods on three first-round picks. You don't even have to say anything. I mean, I don't even think a team would give up that much for Zion, really. They might, but, I mean, that's just, I mean, just mind-boggling for Drew Holiday. I mean, that's just crazy. The Bucks, they get a B for this trade. They gave up a lot, but they do get Drew Holiday. Like I said, short term it's a B. Probably long term it will be an F easily. But the Bucks, they get a B for this trade. The Robert Covington trade. The Robert Covington trade for the Rockets is an A because they got rid of Robert Covington. They get Trevor Ariza. They're the same caliber kind of players a little bit. 
And they got two first-round picks to the Rockets. Two of them. The Blazers get an F on this trade. An F. The Rockets get an A. They try to rebuild, and they get two first-round picks from it. Try to get more draft picks because they gave up all of their draft picks for a while in that Russell Westbrook trade. Now Russell Westbrook says he wants out. And when I'm trading James Harden, I want players. I want Ben Simmons. I want Joel Embiid. I want Karis LeVert. I want Jared Allen, somebody like that. But in the Russell Westbrook trade, I want draft picks, first-rounders. I want three of them from the Rockets GM. I want three first-round picks for Russell Westbrook. That might not happen, but, I mean, that'd be crazy if they got that much. But that's my trade on the, on the Rockets trade. Now the last trade that might happen. James Harden's the Nets. Let's talk about it. Let's run it by. KD said he wants him. Kyrie said he doesn't want him. Now, the Sixers, they do want him. And that would be a good fit for him, I, I think. But they would have to get rid of Joel Embiid in this situation. And Ben Simmons and, jo- and James Harden will pair well. Ben Simmons, point guard, oh, he wants the ball. You say point guard, Ben Simmons, he wants the ball. Well, Ben Simmons doesn't have to shoot. I mean, he's a point guard, but he doesn't really have to shoot. He can play any position, really, besides center. James Harden is a good player, and he could get this team to the finals. I don't question that. Then, you have a first-round pick. This issues. Take a big man. Try and get Isaiah Stewart. Maybe trade him in the lottery. Maybe trade him in the lottery and get Jordan War. like I said in my mock draft. Check that in episode number 10, but the Rockets... They could easily win this trade, and they could fleece the Nets, fleece their uh, Sixers, and get draft capital from them. In short term, it would seem like easily winners Nets, easily winners Sixers. But then, long term, it would five years down the line, it would see seem like the Rockets easily won this trade. That's kind of what happened, like with the Nets and Celtics trade. The Celtics they gave Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce for three first round picks. People were saying, "What are the Celtics doing, giving up those kind of players?" Yeah. Then. The next few years, it seemed like the Celtics, probably the greatest trade in NBA history for the Celtics. They got like three straight first-round picks. The Nets, they were the worst team in the NFL that year. I mean, in NBA, the next year, they got the number one pick, the Celtics. Next year, they get the number one pick, Celtics, trade to the Sixers, they get number three. Then, they trade that pick the next year, the Cavs, for Isaiah Thomas. We all, uh, we all know what happened in that deal. They, got, or they trade Isaiah Thomas in that pick for Kyrie Irving. We all know we all know what happened during that. And the Cavs have it. They have number eight. They take Colin Sexton with that. I'm just saying, draft capital isn't always the worst for NBA teams. It may seem like at the time it's a really bad deal for your team, but long-term, it can seem really good. That's why I think on these NBA trade grades, I think all these trades are good for these teams short-term. Long-term, they're terrible for these teams like the Bucks, Suns. The Thunder also get Kelly Oubre Jr. Long-term, easily the Thunder won this trade. No debate about it. The Suns, they're trying to compete for a championship. I mean, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, that could Great leadership in Chris Paul. It really is a player in Devin Booker. I don't think he'll get to the finals. Maybe he could get to the conference finals. Maybe he could get to the semifinals. He may need one more piece, but this is a pretty good deal for the Thunder. They get Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio, Jalen LeCue, a first-round pick. They won this trade long-term. No debate about it. That's what I think. Leave your grades in the comment section. That's what I think on these trade grades. to around the bases. MLB, you know, the season's over. You may say, why are you talking about the MLB? The season's over. The Hall of Fame ballots have been released. Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens, they have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame. I mean, Barry Bonds used steroids, same with Roger Clemens, but never know. Do you think Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame? Leave that in the comment section. For me, you go by stats, he's the greatest player of all time, but I just don't know if you can put him in the Hall of Fame. Did he use it for his whole career? I don't know. 
Barry Bonds. I don't think you should get into the Hall of Fame. Neither should Roger Clemens, but uh, that's what I think on those Hall of Fame players. Theo Epstein, the man, uh, the general manager of the Cubs, decided to step down today. That's a bit of an interesting move for the Cubs. Maybe they'll hire a new GM. David Ross is still their manager. I think that's a pretty good move. He was a rookie manager. He did pretty well in his first season, so it's kind of a shocking move by Theo Epstein to step down. But Francisco Lindor wants to get traded, I think. And he should go to the Mets. The Mets, the new team on the block. Not the Yankees. Not the Red Sox. None of those teams. The Mets. New owner, new management. Trevor Bauer did a whole video on how the Mets are doing everything well. And I watched it. Trevor Bauer, he's a free agent. He might want to go to the Mets instead of the Yankees. Red Sox signed back with the Reds. But, I mean, Francisco Lindor, he should be traded by opening day. This uh, The Indians said he'll be traded for Indian opening day probably. And, you know, he can go to the Mets. The Mets need him. They have Ahmed Rosario, former number one overall prospect, but he hasn't been proving out to be a great player at all for the Mets, really. Francisco Lindor could be an amazing player for the Mets, and I do think the Mets should go after him. That's what I think on that. I think that Barry Bonds shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame, neither should Roger Clemens. Bit of a shocking move by Theo Epstein to step down. Francisco Lindor might be traded. That's about for around the bases this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section, and do you think Francisco Lindor will be traded by opening day? Leave that in the comment section, but that's about for around the bases this week. Now, this or that. We haven't done this or that in a while, but this or that this week is there's going to be two NFL teams, and if they played in the playoffs, first round, today, who would come out on top? The first two teams are the Colts and Bucks. The Colts and Bucks played today for a playoff game, first round. Who would win? The Buccaneers would win this game easily. Tom Brady, playoff mode, no debate about it. This is a regular season game. If they played right now, a regular season game, I'd say the Colts will win this game. I don't know why Colts are playing well at the right time, kind of. But the Buccaneers, Tom Brady just kicks into a different mode in the playoffs. He knows it better than pretty much anybody else. Phillip Rivers, you know, he's never really done that great in the playoffs. Never, He's never won a ring, really. But, I mean, this could be, I mean, if they did play today, if it was a playoff game, the Buccaneers would win. Tom Brady, it just means more for him. And the Buccaneers, they're going to be the team to beat in the playoffs on the regular season in the playoffs. The Buccaneers are going to just go into a different drive, different mode in the playoffs. And then I think if they did play in a playoff game right now, the Bucs would beat the Colts. The next two teams are the Chiefs and Packers. Say this was the Super Bowl matchup today. Who would win? Run by the numbers, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, pretty similar seasons kind of, but let's compare running backs. Running back room, you'd say the Chiefs. They have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. They have Le'Veon Bell. But Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon slept on a little bit. And, you know, I think if they did play today, the Packers would win this game. The Packers would win the Super Bowl if they played today, Chiefs and the Packers. And that's just what I, that's just what I think Aaron Rodgers could torture that secondary. I think Aaron Rodgers will click into a different mode. He'll win his second Super Bowl ring. Patrick Mahomes won't win back-to-back. Patrick Mahomes, great player. Don't doubt that. Will win MVP this season. And right now they're the most skilled team in the NFL. But Packers are just, they'll go into a different mode if they were in the Super Bowl. And I think the Packers would win the Super Bowl over the Chiefs if they played today. The Packers would be Super Bowl champions. And I think they're better than, the, I think, if they went to a playoff game right now that the Packers would win that game. Now, the last two teams. The Saints and the Patriots playing the playoff game right now, today, this time. Who would win? Say Drew Brees plays in this game. The Patriots would lose this one, and the Saints would win really close, though. It'd be a low-scoring game, 20, I mean, middle-scoring game, 26-23, the Saints would win this game. Drew Brees wouldn't be the story. would probably be Alvin Kamara's story, but, I mean, Cam Newton, he'd come up close. He'd maybe fumble at the one-yard line, something like that. Bill Belichick would drop a good game plan. 
but they would lose this game if they played right now with Drew Brees at quarterback. But let's say James Winston was the starter in this game. That flips the whole switch in this game. That changes the whole complexion. If James Winston started against the Patriots, I'd say they'd lose this game. Bill Belichick can game plan for James Winston easily. He can make him the, he can force him to make bad decisions. Bill Belichick is easily great minded coach, maybe the, the smartest mind in sports history at the coaching position. I mean that's just that's another hot take. But they did play right now with James Winston as their starter. Patriots would come on top twenty nine to nineteen. Michael Thomas wouldn't play well. Alvin Kamara would play decent. He'd probably get 60 yards, 20, uh, 60 yards receiving, 20 yards to the air, one touchdown, let's say. But Pitt Cam Noon would play really, really well. Jacoby Myers would have the game of his life. And the Patriots would come on top. Bill Belichick, uh, he could maybe lead this team to the conference championship. But I'm, I'm confident this Patriots team to make the playoffs. You know, their record maybe not show it, but they're a dark horse for the playoffs, and that division is really tough. They're they were in the NFC East. They would easily be play. They would easily be playoff contenders. But I mean, the Saints. I don't think they would win this game if they had James Winston as their starter. That's about it for this or that this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, the best or last question of the day. Today's question of the day is: Who would you like to see coach Michigan football next if they fire Jim Harbaugh? For me, it'd be Mario Cristobal, Oregon head coach, or Joe Brady, former LSU passing game coordinator and current. Panthers offense coordinator. I mean, those are my two uh, top two candidates. Maybe you, maybe yours are different. Maybe you say Matt Campbell. Maybe you say Luke Fickle. Maybe you throw another name in there. I doubt Urban Meyer. Maybe Urban Meyer. I think Urban Meyer. He'll get back into the coaching game at, at this offseason, but he'll go at Texas. I think Texas fires Tom Herman. That's about it for question of the day this week. That's about it for episode number 11. It was a great episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Follow Squared Sports on Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sport. And stay tuned for the best sports content in the world every single week. Episode number 11 was a great episode. Can't wait for episode number 12, but stay tuned for the best sports content in the world. <laughs>